back to our anime show. I'm a binge monster. And I'm a green queen. And I'm back. I was gone for a week. But you guys <laughs> did such a great job. Thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Definitely feel some type of way about not being caught up myself with the Apothecary Diaries. It's called Apothecary. Why did the well, two of you do mean? that? <laughs> You're not the only one. James Kelly. Uh, what are you even saying? Apothecary. 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 Yeah. They both feel right. They both feel Cuthary. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm back. And I'm excited to talk about today's um, topic because it's fresh off the heels still, at least as of the time of us recording this of the Golden Globes. And um notably there was some interesting development in terms of who was selected and what ended up winning the golden globe which we'll talk about in a second um but both of us just like binged some of these movies to prepare for this conversation and i was thinking about it the other day um it really the idea to do this episode actually started with your sidebar review of <laughs> the boy and the heron and it wasn't until after the golden globes when hayao miyazaki's the boy and the heron won the golden globe for animation of the year that i was like hmm now i feel like i should go watch that and now i feel like based on your review this this category was a sham i don't know there are so many thoughts I have on this. Um, just just to to clarify too, I feel like the three main movies that we're going to be discussing um, would be, of course, The Boy and the Heron. I I also have strong opinions and feelings about Spider Verse across the across the multiverse. Is that the that's yeah, the full name, right? Spider Man across the right? Spider Verse. I don't know one of them. Spider Verse. Spider Spider Verse. Miles Miles Morales. Uh, the sequel movie that was across the Spider Verse. Yes. Oh, oh, across the spider. That's the whole name. Okay, across yeah. the spider verse, and then finally, um, Makoto Shinkai's Suzume. Yes. Were like I I don't even know what was in the category, but poor thing, it didn't matter with these three. I'll say. Yeah, I think it was like no offense. <laughs> elementals. The the I did not see that. A, a Pixar. Oh, yeah. the Pixar one with the little star. Okay, I didn't see that. I didn't either. But we don't but feel the, bad the, about it. I I can't feel bad about it when Spider Verse and Susan May are in this category. So yeah, when uh, you actually brought this conversation to me, yeah, um, you know, and you said I think that we should talk about this on the podcast, and I was very very much down because I did have, I mean, somewhat strong opinions on the Boy and the Heron. So the Boy and the Heron is, uh, of course, by Hayao Miyazaki, highly coveted director uh anime film creator person producer director artist um and i mean critically acclaimed has put out like amazing films such as um now i'm gonna blank on all of them but like spirited away um he also did cow's moving castle yeah (laughs) yeah so so many movies that you know we would look on uh, fondly as as children and as adults they ha- they're so good they're so they're so layered and they're so digestible and so forth and so having all of like having a pretty good solid base of the scale of his work you know if we're gonna 
<clears throat> look at something like uh the scale is the wrong word, but if we're going to look at sort of like the spectrum of his work being something like Grave of the Fireflies, which is a masterpiece in its own right, and then, you know, something like Spirited Away or, uh, you know, Kiki's Delivery that feel very digestible to children, um, where, you know, Grave of the Fireflies is, is very much an adult film. Knowing the scope right. of this man's work, going into The Boy and the Heron as, you know, he's way later in his career. I think he's probably said at some point that this is this might be his last or people are speculating that i don't know i ex i had very high expectations being that i've never seen at least yet a hayao miyazaki film that i didn't uh, that i didn't think was like a masterpiece that i didn't right. think was spectacular right in its own right. right so maybe that was what set me up to be like highly disappointed with the boy and the mm. heron i i liked it it was fine but it was fine Mm -hmm. like in a lot of his works things feel very justified but as far as like who the characters their motivations you know me piecing together what was happening it all felt very very vague to someone who is i would say like a a film student if you will like i've i've dissected film and structure and narrative and so forth character development as an mm -hmm. actor and I was really let down. I was really let down by the by the boy and the heron, especially after going back and like reading about it and going, I mean, okay, like sure that can mean that. Sure that can mean that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What did what did you think? That is now my two to five cents. What are your thoughts after well, seeing it? Before I, I answer that, I one of the things that I didn't get a chance to ask you before we recorded today's episode was whether you watched it in subbed or dubbed. Oh, I watched it and subbed. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so um, as of an hour ago, I just finished watching this film. So it's like fresh on my mind. <laughs> and I watched it in great. dubbed, actually. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the dub cast had some like absolutely oh. incredible names behind them. Um, I Robert... would actually watch it again just to watch, to listen to the dub cast. Yeah, I, it, and and they did a great job. They really did. They um, some of the you know names of of note were uh, Gemma Chan, um, uh, uh, Christian Bale, Lawrence, Lawrence Pugh, yeah, <laughs> um, Robert Pattinson, and uh, Mark Hamill, who played the great uncle, which was awesome. Um, Dave Bautista from Marvel, who played someone I'm actually blinking on who specifically. Um, and th those are like the, the, the more well-known names, I think, from the, from the dub. Not to single out uh, uh, Karen Fukuhara as well. Um, but th those are like the more like well, like mainstream names behind them. And, you know, I, mm -hmm. I feel like this is the first time... Um, that a Hayao Miyazaki film really had this kind of a Hollywood rock star cast headlining it. And, um, you know, for a reason similar to you, um, but also kind of, you know, this cast, this stacked cast aside, and, and also given the way that they chose to market this film, I don't know if we talked about this months ago, but they explicitly said that Hayao Miyazaki wanted like no press, um, like nothing crazier than just the poster, 
they wanted people right. to be able to go into this with a completely like blank slate and just see it for what it was. And he had quasi retired. Like the like the his last film was supposed to be like his last and then he kind of came back and did this. So for for all of the reasons that you mentioned plus you know a few of those I was really looking forward to this. Um, and I had heard mixed reviews, by the way. Um, I don't know why I hadn't seen it sooner. I guess I've been traveling a lot for work and work has been really crazy. So I haven't had a chance to just go see it. Busy. Yeah. And, um, but I've heard people who really, I've never, I haven't heard anyone who said, wow, masterpiece, one of my favorite, absolutely loved it. I have heard people who are like, that was a great film. It, but like it was really artsy it was really meta and like fine and then i've heard kind of like your camp where you're where like just kind of let down like it was good but like not high music miyazaki standards you know so i was really looking forward to this especially after one of the golden globe but i had a problem before even watching it because like i'm a little biased i when i saw spider-man i thought it was just like I was going to say the bee's knees. <laughs> say it with not... your chest, bro. Say it with your chest. Say the bee's knees. Yeah, it was, it was. So good. It was so good. And I could not imagine something beating it um, because it was so good. So, you know, that being said, just finished seeing the film and my take is that it was it was good it was a good film i thought it was creative i think the animation is some of my favorite that he's done i really enjoyed especially like the fire the fluid fire scenes and some of the landscapes and i i enjoyed i mm, i thought yeah. for hayao miyazaki it was somewhat edgy like because he's very good at building fantastical worlds yeah. Um, like think like thinking about like Spirited Away and just how that whole like he usually creates really magnificent creatures to deepen the roster and the worlds. But I don't know, there was a more of a modern element to this that I really appreciated. And um I think it was like sci fi y. I think it was a little bit more modern, a little bit more edgy. I don't know. If yeah. you I could see that there were definitely also like um things about it that felt like the animation had like a lot of depth yeah like which I I guess I don't really like recall from his work so like I think that's really fair to say and like of course like if I'm I'm not I don't mean to shit on this because I it, it was good yeah but like they to to say things I did like like I'm always such a fan of like soundscape I thought the sound oh my gosh the soundtrack was was amazing visceral and like the soundtrack, yes, the music, and the the way that, I don't know, scenes were happening, that the oh, way that, right. like, the atmosphere, the foley yeah. of it, yeah. I felt like was, was pretty jarring. Like, I was still invested, and I think that mm. had a lot to do with it as well. So, yeah. yeah. There was there was one song, I don't, I don't know which one, maybe I'll have to find it later, that kind of reminded me of the house theme song, which is funny, because last week you guys referred to the <laughs> apothecary diary. Good job. And and Cheeks had mentioned that it was like a house episode, which is hysterical to my wife and I because we are five or six episodes away from finishing that whole series. We've been binging it like crazy. So, so it was just ironic that he brought that up last week. 
Um, but anyways, like one of the one of the songs in the soundtrack just for whatever reason reminded me of the opening. It was like one of the more serious songs. Um, so yeah, so I thought the animation was edgy. That being said, I almost fell asleep two or three times. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not feeling particularly well, so there could be a, a reason for that. And it was warm in the theater. I don't know, but it didn't carry my full attention the whole way. And I don't know if that's the film or if that was just me not feeling well. And and I I also felt like oh one really important note. Mm. I think I missed the first minute. I don't know. We were in line for popcorn, and I, I we came in, and I thought that I was there for the beginning, and I and I might have missed something. Um, okay. So that's that may give some, you know, take I guess takes what I'm saying with a grain of salt, but mm-hmm. uh, but I just yeah I just didn't bring me into the world in the way that I wanted to, and also I don't know, I I I was a little disappointed that this world like the wind rising and some of his others it was like still took place in world war two. It, it, it would have been yeah. nice for it to be yeah. a little bit more modern or maybe like a different world. Cause I don't feel like it absolutely needed to be. And I really wonder why he made that choice, but I just, I don't know. I wasn't, mm. I wasn't thrilled. Absolutely thrilled with it. Do I think it was great? Yeah. But I don't think I will rewatch that. Like I didn't, I didn't love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, have you went and read into things or like yes. have you inferred into the story and so forth? I did. Yeah. I know that it's based on three different books and a couple of other stories. Like I, I get it. I, yeah. but like, it felt like a, a combination. Like when I, when I read a little bit more about how, what those three stories are about, like, it feels like those three stories combined and some extra mm-hmm. elements and I don't know don't get me wrong it's still cool <laughs> yeah like it's it's cool like it's it's interesting there's definitely a lot to like delve into if that's kind of like your thing like I am drawn more to films where maybe there's a little left to interpretation mm-hmm. but I prefer when I'm watching something and I can tell that the creators are making choices Mm -hmm. and it felt like I didn't feel a lot of choices. And then I felt like the characters weren't very fleshed out. Like maybe the young boy was, but then like the others and like, I, I, I just really couldn't, couldn't connect to them in the way that I really wanted to. Um, yeah, especially with the kid version of his mother. Yeah. Um, like it didn't, it didn't, I don't know. Like, and when did it click for her that she was his son? And like, when did he, when did it click for him? Like, this is my mom growing up. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And how did she get there? The weight of that, like the weight of missing your mother for years of your life and then getting to see her in this way, the weight of what that child is trying to deal with and like and then the stepmom and that that confrontation that turns into something else like it it didn't it didn't make any sense to me like it wasn't justified yeah in the way that i really think it was probably thought out to right 
I agree oh. with you. I agree with yeah. you. I I think it was it was also awkward kind of the forced acknowledgement that that she's now his mom. And I you know it it the this the weight in the scene when he walks into where she's supposed to give birth and she's like you're not supposed to be here. I hate you. Like the like it didn't it was awkward and it was uncomfortable but not in a not in the way I wish it was like not in the way where I don't know like it didn't feel like and, and even when he started to care for her that those moments weren't earned yet either when she started to go missing like he had just showed up this is like a I don't know like they, they didn't show any familiarity with each other they didn't show they had already a pre-existing bond it felt very new and fresh and all of a sudden she was gone and he cares so much to the point where he's willing to let all of these things go just to get her back. I don't know. Like it doesn't, it didn't feel justified to me. Yeah. There, there were a lot of things that I think fell short with this one and really, which is really unfortunate. But then when you go and read, like I, I read some theories that were, you know, saying that this is maybe like an, a testament to like, Miyazaki himself and you know maybe he is that like person deciding if he's going to pass on his legacy whatever and and I was like I mean yeah okay sure but like that's so personal to one person (laughs) and maybe mean maybe it does have more weight in Japan like maybe I would I bet I bet a Japanese audience has a very different um appreciation for for this because again we've discussed this many times there's layers to japanese work that just as american citizens we're never gonna like just click with unless we read into it yeah right right um and then it's like and then you know watching something like this and then looking at something like even suzume i mean we both Mm -hmm. really liked that film yeah i mean not a lot fell short for me on it I think at all. I mean, I haven't watched it now in a couple months, like a couple months. Yeah. So it's not as fresh, but I don't remember having a little, like having any of the same, like everything felt justified. The stakes felt so there. Like I understood what she was doing. I watched her relationship with everyone around her grow. Like, um, and of course I'm forgetting the character's name, but like the soundscape of that, the stakes of that, Mm. the world of that. And we know Makoto Shinkai's, you know, his imagery is just like, it's, I really like it. (laughs) I like it. It's my taste. Yeah. Um, So yeah, like when we're talking about this in a category with that and then Spider-Verse, which I just watched last night. Yeah. How'd you feel about it? Oh, binge. It's binge monster. It was so good. Right? I loved it. I loved it because like, and it's so funny. So I watched it with Cheeks yeah. and, you know, through, through watching it, Cheeks is like, oh, I hate that he's doing this. He's so selfish. <laughs> like, and I'm like, we have to remember that this is a 15 year old kid. Like, yeah. of course he's making these d- decisions. And like, I'm right. not going to side with him or not. Like he's going to make these decisions and I'm watching a story. But right. again, like, Every character in that felt like they, it like it made sense. They gave us some yeah. background, some context. They were very specific. The voice actors were phenomenal. Um, yeah. 
like phenomenal the world yeah. building was so like every every time that something happened in spider-verse and we went well we why is that they explained it two minutes later you know right. what i mean like like yeah. th- like something about like oh well like literally <laughs> spider the spider-verse spoilers coming in if you care whatever um we were like why is he so special? Like, as he he just gets to the thing, and we're like, why is he so special? Blah, blah, blah. And then it starts to be like, you are the exception. Like, you were not supposed to be Spider-Man. Blah, 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 blah. And we were like, oh, my God. I can't believe this. It was so, it was so good. And the music they pick uh, is just 10 super. out of 10 again the characters are so distinct and they each play their own little role and i could not we we paused it at some point because we were like oh man story's getting good but like we have to go to the bathroom and then we were like there's eight minutes left we didn't know that this was gonna be something else oh no we thought we were gonna get the whole story we did not know this was basically a prequel to something else we had no idea so neither did i and I was time checking <laughs> the last 20 minutes. I was like, what a build, right? Like, yeah, what a build. Yeah. It's all justified. I'm ready yeah. to see this. How are you going to end this in 20 minutes? And then it got to 10 minutes. And I was like, I don't get it, but I have faith because it's so good up to this point. I believe in you. <laughs> and then at five minutes, I looked at Risha and I said, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't get it. And with less than five, I was like, there's no fucking way. They just part one us. And we never knew. They don't no. market it that way. They don't warn no. you. It's I was pissed. Oh. I was pissed. But like also like enthralled, right? Yes. <laughs> think... Like so pissed, but like salivating. Yes. You want to know. Oh my gosh, it was good. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. The music in that in that they absolutely nail, absolutely nail. I don't know who that person is that oversees the way that they orchestrated into the story, but man, probably I don't know top five of all superhero movies I've ever seen in terms of like the the way they incorporate music. I don't know. Oh, I mean. I would argue it's number one. Uh, maybe also like the original Black Panther. Yeah, the Black maybe. Panther was really good too. That's true. maybe the Black Panther. But yeah. like, I mean, maybe I'm just in a Marvel headspace right now. But um, when they come in, like right, they're building like the opening like motif, and then they hit you with like the opening credits, and it's that, and I was like, oh. Oh my god because that's the same one from the first movie yeah. that i was like yo this is like this was that was my background music to life for yes i had the same thing going i had my youtube premium running in the back with the whole playlist depending yeah. on what i was doing for quite a while it yeah a hundred percent yo and they, they brought sway lee back right yeah. They had that song with Sway Lee again. I was yeah. like, this guy doesn't miss on a Spider-Man film. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I well, love Sway Lee. The the um the interesting thing about the the first one is that no one expected it to be 
nearly as good as it was. We saw it together, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Or yeah. like, or even if it was like a third or fourth viewing. Yeah, it might have been like the second one or something. I don't know. But I didn't expect it to be that good at all. I was worried about the art. I don't know. And it's just, and even the second one wasn't hyped. And I don't know why, because the first one was so good, you know? And yeah, it's just like one of those ones where like, it's pretty, I, I think it's pretty underappreciated. I really do. I know that Spider-Man is a marquee name and I might get flack for that online, but I think it it is so much better than people give weight to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because actually as we were watching it, speaking of the art style, Cheeks was actually like, I don't mean to speak for him, but there were comments of like, I actually don't like this art style. And mm. and it, but it, but it was in and out, like right yeah. because what because of the nature of like having a multiverse, yes. they really really have to make specific Choices. animation choices yeah with like well how do we justify this or like how right. does this spider-man look in this world because obviously we've now accepted that like sometimes they're 3d sometimes they're truly real life sometimes they're super 2d like what does that look like when you're putting it all together yeah. and uh like i think gwen's world is very sort of like big colors sort of like sketchy a little bit like everything feels like a like a very like you had five colors in an oil pastel painting set, right. like, and now you've made Gwen's world. So, um, like he really wasn't jiving with that. Was I? Which I would. She was like the whole opening, right? Right. But then we get into Miles's world, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I like this," you know. <laughs> but then, like, we're looking at um, Hobie. Mm-hmm. Hobie is the like the rocker spider man, yeah, I believe. I think so. and and he looked like a scrapbook, right? But in a way that, like, worked. I know. So it was so, like, I don't know how those animators, like, it was so, it was such, those movies, especially this one, is such a just, like, beautiful showcase of art throughout time. Yes. As that, as an underlying appreciation of the film, where it had so many other, like, the story, the pacing was very good, you know, um, there was no, like, lull moments, there were surprises prizes just galore which like right. i think anybody watching a film like the pacing and like right when you start to think you know the story it flips on its head and now it's a completely different story and you have to also go like oh my gosh what's gonna happen to him yes and i i, I can't undersell what you just said enough like i can't i can't ignore that enough because this category by which the boy and the heron one for golden globes is for best animated feature and for spider-man to create all of these different worlds that we believe with all of these different character designs for spider-man that we believe look at the hundreds of different spider-man that we saw all truly unique we believe all of them when we're in their world it's truly like specific to that particular design and to your point, just that mixture of 2D and 3D and the colors and the lines and the shadows and and to be able to pull that off. You're right. Like it's a it's an artistic, I don't know, like showcase. Yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> say the least. Like yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. So I, I get frustrated because when I think about it, the depth of the worlds, multiple worlds, 
the 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 animation the techniques the storyline the music the depth of the characters my rewatch rewatchability factor i don't know what other variable to look at this from i don't see how spider-man doesn't beat boy and the heron just plain and simple i I don't see that at all yeah i don't i mean i have to also put it in here like i don't think it beats susume either I i just don't think it does like character wise story wise animation wise like they're just doing very innovative things which i i guess like okay does that make me like a weird elitist because like i think i think i don't have the exact quotes but like i think there have been comments made by um hayao miyazaki as far as like what is high art versus what isn't right and like is is this a com like what like where does that come into play when we're talking about like award shows for what is doing it the best like Mm -hmm. do we just get to appreciate the fact that spider-man does different art styles do we get to appreciate the fact that makoto shinkai's studio creates colors and visions that are beyond our comprehension even with the human eye like right or do we appreciate that Hayao Miyazaki is doing something different, but in the Hayao Miyazaki way? Like, I, I don't know, yeah. but I I really, really struggled with that news when you told me about it. Because even Suzume, I think, could have easily been the animated movie of the year. And has yeah. has Makoto Shinkai won for anything? Because I know Not your yet. name didn't win either. Your name, I feel no. like, was must have been robbed or something happened that year. I don't know what. I don't know. I feel like it lost a boss baby or something stupid. Like... <laughs> No, really, I'm pretty sure it was just blatant, just like just blatant disrespect. I don't remember what it was that year. That was the same year, I believe, from an award season perspective, that Silent Boys came out, which I don't think won either. It's just just an absolute crime. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah. And so interestingly, um, not that my wife has seen a lot of anime, but she's seen all three of these films. Oh, and yeah, what does she think? I feel like all three of us have the same consensus. We were talking about it on the drive home. She and I both go Spider-Man, Suzume, Hayao Miyazaki, with Suzume being, like, just under Spider-Man. Because, Spider- I don't know, like, Spider-Man really did it for us. Like, it was, yeah. like, yeah, adrenaline pumping. And maybe that's a bias to the type of movie that it was. Because Suzume is not an action thriller. And in the same way that Spider-Man is not, not that I would say Spider-Man is explicitly an action thriller. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. what about you yeah i actually i i i almost asked cheeks um i should have asked him like blatantly be because he hasn't seen suzume which i might make uh, him watch now and try to open this conversation again yeah. but i still think hands down because cheeks is a very big story person and i just mm-hmm. don't think the story equates like yeah. i don't think they're even comparable yeah like and and i don't know like or do we grade what's best on digestibility or do we grade what's best on like oh wow i see what you did there like i don't know what happened on the back end of this like i would i thought award shows were getting better as far as like having a broader audience of people that are able to vote are qualified to vote um, from various different demographics. Like this is truly, honestly, I think an upset to award shows. 
um, yet again. I feel like they never can get it right. But like, uh, this is very upsetting. This is just very upsetting to me because I don't know what we were trying to do with just giving it to Hayao Miyazaki. I don't know if that's mm. a respect thing. Like, has he not won it before? And people were like, we've decided since this might be his last film, he has to win. Yeah, he Well, he won the, an Oscar for um, a, a Spirited Away. Wow, that really stuck me for a second. Yeah, he won an oh, Oscar which for makes sense. Away. Which makes sense because it's a phenomenal film. It is. It's really good. And, I, and it's unfortunate because I do feel like The Boy and the Heron actually had the DNA to potentially be one of his greatest masterpieces. But mm-hmm. there's just so many holes, not in the plot, but just so many holes throughout the film where I, I just feel like really could have been better and it yeah just didn't meet what i was looking for but i but before we end this episode i i want to i want to i want to put you on the hot seat to to put your order your ranked order with those three what's what do you have one or are you tied personally because of the way i am damn there is a part of me that wants to put Suzume first. Uh-huh. I feel like, man, this is really tough. There's a part of me that wants to put Suzume first because I love Makoto Shinkai's mm-hmm. art style yeah. as a my flavor. I like it the best out of them all. Um did i feel as many surprises as i did in spider-man no did they both evoke emotional reactions from me yes honestly probably susan may more i think i just as a person might connect with that story more because i believe Mm -hmm. it's talking about her relationship with her mother right it's like her and her Mm -hmm. mom and Am I wrong? Is is that what what happens? Yeah, yeah. Why am I, mean, I blanking it, on that? That is she's like running away, kind of, and her mom is like, "What?" Mom <laughs> comes and finds her. Yes, yeah. that's it. so. So I think honestly, I would put Susume first for for me, but nice. close second would be Spider Man, and yeah. about five movies down might be The Boy and the Heron. I sound like an asshole, but if no. it's not about having strong opinions, is it not about being a podcast host? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just I mean, stirring the pot here. <laughs> Uh, quite frankly, I did not finish um, one of the other films that was in the same category for the Golden Globes, which was um, uh, Mario Brothers, Super Mario. Oh, I movie. didn't watch Super Mario Brothers, yeah. but Super Mario was in the in the mix, and I would I haven't finished that, and I would still put that above the boy in the hair because I really <laughs> liked it. Actually, don't don't knock it until you watch it. The Spider Man, I mean the. Um, Super Mario Brother movie was actually really good. DreamWorks mm. did an impressive job. I think it was DreamWorks. Regardless, they did a great that job. Was. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the main takeaway here is like, I, I truly, if you are listening to this, I would love, to, I mean, write us an email. Like, write us an email at ouranimeshow at gmail.com. You know, comment on this episode on Spotify. Find us on Instagram, uh, at our anime show, TikTok, wherever. And like, please share your thoughts with me because like, there's a part of me that's like, obviously this is an anime podcast. Obviously we love anime, but like, I can't in good faith 
stand on my principles and my taste and my artist like take on things and say that the boy and the heron was the best animated film of this year and i feel insane for saying that somehow but like i also really don't so i would really really like more opinions on this i'd love to know what our listeners think about this um so again like please reply to this episode please let us know send us an email at show at gmail.com um and with that we will see you next week and thanks so much for listening to this episode